Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. important part of the service. This is why you and I are here. Week after week, we've been blessed by powerful words from our own anointed pastor, E.S. Joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You want to just lift up your two hands. Soundman, I really don't have so much space, you know, in my phone. Okay, just thank God for an opportunity to be here and say the Lord, I'm receiving something from you tonight. I'm grateful. Talk to him for a few minutes. Oh, yes. We're grateful, Lord, for another opportunity. Thank you that you are building our faith day by day, night by night, here a little, there a little. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for another opportunity. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Find your Bible and lift it up. We're going to make our declarations. And you want to say, this is my Bible. Where's your Bible? Ah, your Bible is on your phone. Oh, no, no, no. Please, go and get yourself a hard copy Bible. By next Saturday, we should have one. Let's lift it and make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in your tongue. So you can choose to say good things. Or you can choose to say bad things. And whatever you say, you have it. Amen. And one day you'll look and you'll see that you are what the Bible says you are that you have what the Bible says you have. Hallelujah. How many knows that the Bible says you have a lot of good things? Yeah. A lot. You see, you don't read the Bible, so you don't know. Are you there? Yeah, that's why you need to read, because you don't even know what it says. 
Richard, I don't know where this fan is pointed though, but it certainly is not pointed at me. That's for sure. That's for sure. Hallelujah. Anyway, we're back again talking about faith. Tell anybody, you cannot be tired. Just, it should come as a street in a bit. Hallelujah. And we're talking about faith because we are becoming faith people. But just before I start to preach, I just want to give two um, messages this morning or this evening, two announcements so that I don't forget. Hallelujah. The first one, you know that we were supposed to have been going for a camp tomorrow. And we've had to postpone it a little bit. But a new date has been found. We're just checking up one or two things. Yes, before we announce it. So if you have not completed your um, registration, please do. Amen. Amen. Hello. We're going to the Mampon campus. We'll be there for some three days. Prince, I want to know the date before I really. You are arguing already. You can be sure it will be a good time. So let's just do what we must so that we are ready when the time comes. And then we have a swollen Sunday. <laughs> Amen. The Sunday is the 15th of May. So the Saturday is the 14th of May. And that's an opportunity for you to invite every friend, every relative, every enemy, every next door neighbor. Every, yeah, it's a time when all of us are inviting somebody to church. Amen. Are you there? So take note of the date and you'll be hearing more of it as time draws closer. Hallelujah. Well, today we're going to be discussing a very important subject. Important, but we don't, it's not often spoken about. You want to hear what it's about? Tonight we're going to be talking about sin. Sin. Sin, yeah, sin. Please, 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 don't start removing yourself from the meeting already. It's like, oh, if that's what you're discussing, then me, dear, I'm not interested, I'm not inside. Hey, the Bible says that we are all sinners. And you see, as we are sitting here, we have polished our faces and we have come. But I tell you, you have no idea what each and every single one of us is up to. Uh-huh. Please tell your neighbor, your nice face does not fool me. Hey, tell the neighbor on the other side, look, your nice face. I said, tell your neighbor, your nice face is not fooling me at all. Are you here? The truth of the matter is that sin is something that's with us, but we are believers and we cannot just release ourselves to continue sinning. Amen. So tonight, I'm talking to you about how faith will make you conquer sin in your life. Amen. How faith will make you conquer sin in your life. Now, when you do something that is not right, usually there's a, you know, a twinge of conscience. Your conscience bothers you. So the first time you stole your mother's 20 CDs, you felt so bad about it. Yeah. And maybe, in fact, you may even have gone to confess it because, Charlie, at the end of it, your conscience didn't leave you. But if you continue stealing, you can actually get to a point where Oh, it doesn't do you anything. I'm sorry, it's for my mother. My mother, what is yours is mine. I took it because I needed it. I took it because I was hungry. You see, the truth is that you have become a thief. Yeah, you have become a thief. Yeah, you have become a thief. Are you there? See, they are looking very innocent and quiet. Yeah, it's like we in this service, we don't sin. 
But it's not true. It's not true. Fornicators are here. Serial masturbators are here. There are a few thieves around. There are many liars here. Ah, you're saying minus you. If, if you like, let me just ask how many of you have done a pop before you have used a pop. That's a thief right there. That's a thief and a liar right there. Hey, your roommate's stew. The meat has been getting lost. <laughs> and it only gets lost when you are around. And the sachet water. Are you there? Are you minding me or are you not minding me? Yeah. We say we are Christians, so. But even as we are here, if you like, take your phone, leave it on the chair. Leave it. Let's just go outside for five minutes and come. Right in the church. I remember one time, one of our churches, the bishop's wife was chatting with somebody. She put her phone here. And she was chatting with the person. And she was standing like where I'm standing. When she turned around, the phone was gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, really? Hey. You see, look at how we are all in. Meanwhile, everybody came to church looking very polished. But as we are here right now, you have survived. You made somebody here, you survived by stealing. Hey. And the thing is that because you have done it, uh, so there's no conscience simple. You don't even feel bad about it anymore. The church has become very silent. So stop looking so sanctimonious and know that you are in the message. And what we have done is that when we find that sin has conquered us, then we accept it as a way of life. And then we say that, oh, one cannot live without it. So one cannot live without fornicating. Oh, ask us for masturbation. They say, oh, it's normal. Oh, it's not. Yeah, that's what we've done. That's why today we have homosexual priests marrying. Because you've lowered the standard, lowered it, lowered it, lowered it, lowered it, lowered it, uh, lowered it, and made a moral issue, a human rights issue, which, which it is not. Hmm. Hello? Yeah. And we have come to the point where we even think it is okay to sin. And we think that God just winks at it. Because the things that he kills people for in the Old Testament, he has not been killing us for it in the New Testament. I want you to tell anybody that, look, but for Jesus, it's only because of Christ. That's all. The blood of Jesus that washed it. That's why you are here. I said, tell your neighbor, and you yourself understand it. Because that's the only difference between the Old Testament and the New. That Jesus paid. That's all. But it does not sanction us unto evil. But that's what we have done in the church. We have now used it to make evil correct and unacceptable behavior in the house of God. It is not acceptable and it will never be acceptable no matter what we do about it. You are waiting for us to close. When I go home, then you now send me a text. That please, I'm 22 years old. I have been masturbating since I was eight. Yeah. The thing I'm saying, I know what I'm talking about. So stop looking. You see, I'm answering some some people have gotten some face to me. That day they minus me. 
Don't let me insult you this evening. Tell your neighbor again. You are inside. Oh, me, I don't do such things. Really? Some of us is even worse. You envy people. Yeah. You envy people. You speak ill of people. Hello? Ask anybody, is it you? Is it, you? Is it who, who, who are they talking about? So we're all doing as if it's not us, but we are inside. Yeah. And we need to conquer it. But how are we going to conquer it? You are a gossip. Every news that you hear. Huh. Electricity, no leg, no get leg. Now what? Cable wire. Where they carry them. That's how a pot gossips to that's how it is. Now okromaf the carrier. Are you here? The okro mountains in the church, sometimes I wonder if they are not more than in the town. Hey. The things that they can go and see. The things they can what hear. Whether you are hearing or you are saying, you are inside. Yeah. You are inside. And in the church, at times you are shocked about the things that people say. I wonder, are you okay or you are crazy? <laughs> are you there? Yes. Yeah. So we need to conquer sin. We cannot allow sin. You see, there are mistakes that we'll make. But after a while, it's not a mistake. It's something you are doing. It's not a mistake. Your fornication is not a mistake. It's not a mistake. When you went to visit the boy, you knew exactly where you were going. And when you opened the door, you knew exactly what was going on. And that person said, oh, he's my friend. There's nothing between us. He's just my bestie. He's just my friend. Oh, he had a more friend. Your face like your friend. Ask your neighbor, who's your bestie? I mean, where is the term even from? Where is the term? Where is the idea even from? And the bestie is always somebody of the opposite sex. That alone should say that, look, the nyanza behind is not anything correct. Hmm. Oh, me and my bestie is different, too. We, dear, we don't know. Other people say, but we, dear. Okay, uh, but, but, but we are here. We are just watching you. He is even dating somebody else. It's okay, we are, we'll not say much. We'll not say much. Hmm. Amen. So we are living in times that are so corrupt that you may think that it's okay. But it's not okay. It's not okay. And many of us have ruined our lives or are ruining our lives by that. Before I talk about how our faith is helping us, I want us to take a look for a short time at a young man in the Bible called Samson. Let's go to Judges chapter 13. This guy, when his mother was pregnant, to what God sent an angel to tell him. He said, this mother reporting said, He said to me, Thou shalt conceive and bear. What is it? And now, drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Are you seeing it? 
So an angel had appeared and had spoken to the mother and told her this. Then the father said, I would like to hear this thing directly. So God actually sent the angel again. And so in verse 13, an angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I have said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. So you just see from this whole scripture that this person who was coming, I mean, the Lord just wanted the person to be in some sanctified state right from the mom's womb. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Just so that when he comes out all his life, he's not drunk wine. Are you seeing it? He has not cut his hair. He's what they call the Nazarite. From when he's born, he's set apart to the Lord and he also knows it. But the human being came. Tell me about the human being came. And when he came, he now had a mind of his own. So he was the Nazarite, all right. The hair was long and things. He wasn't doing very... But look at something. Let's go to Judges 14. I cannot give you the whole story because it's a very long one. I'll just give you a couple of points. In Judges 14, from verse 1, it says, And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Now here is somebody, as you came onto this earth, he was here to come and deliver Israel from the Philistines. Are you here? Then he now began to associate with them in a certain way and decided that he wanted to marry from there. Just like how we are here at times and some of you come and say, I want to marry somebody who you know and we know is an unbeliever. You know. And the parents tried to say to him that, listen, just, I mean, there are so many people around. Why do you have to go into the camp of the Philistines? Anyway, I, it, it continued like that. So his father went, they spoke to the people, they said, oh, he's going to marry the girl. And he went to take her, his wife. Verse 8. After a time, you know, on his way to his wedding, he killed a lion on the way. Are you here? Now, you need to understand the context. In the context of the children of Israel, any dead thing was unclean. Remember that when this guy was born, was, was, the mother was pregnant, the angel to the mother cried, don't eat any unclean thing. Do you get it? Now, this guy had gone to kill the, um, the, the lion, and he had left it there. And then the Bible says in verse 8 that after a time, he returned to take care her, his wife. And he turned aside and saw the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And he took thereof in his hands and went on eating and came to his mother and father and gave them and, did the, and they did eat. But he had not told them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. So here you are. A dead thing, you are not supposed to touch it. Are you here? And it was perceived as an unclean thing. But you, the guy, you don't have any respect for the limitations that God has placed on you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And so here he is indulging. Now, I want to ask you a question. Did he need that honey to live? I said, did he need the honey to stay alive? He didn't. 
And many of the unclean things we indulge in, we don't need them to stay alive. Hello? Yeah, we don't need them to stay alive. But it's what we want to do. Because the Bible talks about, you see, the reason why we sin so much is because sin is pleasurable. It's pleasurable. The Bible Christ is the pleasures of sin. So it's not that God doesn't know that it is pleasurable. Okay. Hey. Mm. Hmm. The church is very quiet. When you started chatting with the man, you knew he was married. Yeah. Please ask your neighbor, what conversation are you having with a married man? I just want to, why, why are you having this conversation with him? I, I don't get it. Eh? And you, the guy, you are, you, are, you are texting this girl you know has somebody. Why? Why? Hmm. Tonight, the, the church is very quiet. Too. Why? You thought it was only exciting things we'll be listening to. Eh? Uh, it's also part. It's also part. Hmm. Hallelujah. So let's continue. Judges 60. You see, my messages are usually on Saturday night, they are very short. One of the reasons being that if I pull the Saturday night, those of us who have both Saturday night and Sunday will pay a penalty for it. So when you come, just be ready to listen to an intense message for a short time. Is that okay? Now, let's go to Judges 16 and let's see what this guy has become. Meanwhile, this was one of the very powerful judges of Israel. In fact, when he died, Israel didn't have another judge for many years. Then went Samson to Gaza. <laughs> you see, remember the first time we met this guy, he was walking around the Philistines somewhere. He was walking around illegal territory. Now it is his daily something. And that is why you need to understand that sin is dangerous. Because the thing you begin at one end, it now progresses. The Bible says that he went to Gaza and he saw a harlot there and went in unto her. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson has come hither. And they compassed him in. You see, when you are sinning, eh, what you don't see doesn't mean it's not there. Okay. I said, what you don't see it does not mean it is not there. Sin is the one thing that can open the door to the devil directly. Ah. You see, now you are very quiet. Oh. Before we come and continue our story, let us go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is one of the most beautiful psalms about the protection of God. But it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Are you here? I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, and Him do I trust. When you come in, sin is something that, you see, you were hiding in the secret place of the Most High. Sin brings you out. Sin brings you out. Sin brings, it, you, you yourself, have you ever been walking in the rain and then you have an umbrella? And you realize that you are dry. 
you come out of the umbrella, you are wet. And many times it is sin that opens the door. Many of you who say, I'm depressed, I'm there, when you go back to check, you open the door in a way. Because our security is from God. Our security is from God. And I'm not saying this for you to use it as an excuse to go and be depressed again. I'm just showing you something. The reason why you need to deploy your faith to fight the sin you are already in. And the reason is that you have brought yourself out. Right now, dear, you are fair game. You are fair game. For as long as you are in your father's house, the boys in the area, they can't start to beat you. But when you come out, and standing outside the gate, you are fair game. The chicken is okay, so long as it is inside the cage. But when it comes out, every dog that is passing can chew it. Hey. Mm. So look at this man. The Gazite said, Samson has come here. And they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night. Tell me, but there was an all night. <laughs> what you need to understand is that we have an enemy eh, whose patience is admirable. The fact that he has not chewed you yet doesn't mean he cannot. He's just waiting. Can you see them? They knew where he was. Oh. They knew who he was with. Oh. They just with trouble, trouble. Take your time. Take your time. Take your what? Time. So they, they said, we are going to wait. Daytime will kill him. When he comes out, we'll kill him. Now, remember that Samson too, he also knew that he had a certain power with him, which is the power of God, which is also what you have in the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Verse 3. And Satan lay till midnight. You are sinning. You said that oh, Jesus has not come yet. I can continue. I've not been caught yet. I can continue doing the 419. I've not been caught yet. Because I know there are believers who are 419ers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One time I made the police arrest one of my church members. Oh, yes. Because he had been doing and frauding and doing and frauding. And then one, and we were just, you know, watching him. And then one night, his shepherd, this guy, you don't have food to eat. Your shepherd goes with you to the place where they do the chibum. And she's about to pay for the chibum. She hands you her phone. And in those few minutes that she hands you her phone, you do things. I say, you want to start? This one, you taste inside. Hey! Are you here? Mm. So he arose. Then at midnight, he woke up. Are you seeing it? He took the doors of the gates of the city and the two posts and went away with them, by and all. So it's like there's a whole gate. He just comes and the whole gate plus the cement post just lifts the whole thing and walks out. The fact that God has delivered you today doesn't mean you should continue. Does not mean you should continue. Are you in the house? And this is our problem, that we sin. But we are not worried because we are still alive. We are not worried because nothing seems to have happened. And this is what happened in the case of Samson. Go to verse 4. Then verse 4 says, Oh, I don't even know what's wrong with you. 
And it came to pass afterwards that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. Mm -hmm. So you are there. You are meeting Margaret. You are meeting Abraham. You get up every night. You walk away like nothing is happening. They come. They are timing you. They don't get you. You are even using verses and scriptures to deliver yourself. Oh, yes. Everything is working. You are doing it. I mean, my sacrifice, I paid them. I've done everything. I've taken my communion. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. The devil cannot. You have not yet met Delilah. There is an enemy called Delilah. If you allow yourself to wallow in sin. Do you understand when I say wallow in sin? Now there you are sitting in it. That's what mistakes we make then. Hello? Hey, you are very quiet tonight, oh. Sometimes you are there, you've said something you shouldn't say. Are you here? You've made a mistake. And it's because God has chosen to put his spirit into earthen vessels. So there's a certain way in which we are always not correct. And that is why we ask for forgiveness of sin. But tonight, I'm dealing with the kind of sin that has now become a part of you and that is now a partner of you and the kind of sin that makes you take your phone and text me and say, Mommy, I need help to stop masturbating. You see, that's why when you come and you make your sanctimonious faces, I just look at you because it is the kind of text I get from boys and girls equally. There are some I said, don't go. You have gone to fornicate. You have now come. Hello? Yeah. So that is what I'm dealing with. When now you are in it, now you say that, oh, but I love him. I cannot say no to him once he has come there. You are about to meet Delilah. And Delilah is that thing, that thing, or that person who is now going to take you down. And that is why you need to fight your way out of sin. Amen. Oh, they say masturbation is okay. It's not a problem. Hmm. It's me alone. Masturbation usually has a companion called pornography. And I have met men who are unable to function in their marriage bed because of a life of masturbation and funny, I mean, and, and, and pornography. Because it's like, ah, the things that you have, that, you know, move you. It's like, now this woman sitting here, she's not like that. And it's a whole something. The whole what? Hmm. The church has become very quiet. Too. <laughs> Suddenly, when they marry, they have now met Delilah that sin that they were wallowing in. And now here you are. And we are there and the bride is crying. And the bride feels rejected. And vice versa. It happens to some women as well. But so far, I've seen it more in the men. Mm. Are you here? Mm. Sin is an evil thing with a power behind it. 
sin is an evil, mysterious mutation that has occurred in the natural race. It is neither natural nor easy to escape from its power. There is an evil spirit behind sin. And that is why it is called the mystery of iniquity. Take us, I need this scripture in the NLT, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. Let me see if it will give me what I'm looking for. Can you see it there? You see, in the, KG, K, the, the, the uh, King James, we see it, it says the mystery of iniquity. But I find the whole scripture a little difficult to understand. So let's go to the NLT. It says, for this lawlessness, you see, it's lawlessness. What you're doing, they say, Lord, don't do, but it's... <laughs> is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. That's where the King James says, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. So God is just holding the thing back. He's just holding it back. So here was uh, um, Samson. So many times, every night, he's going to visit a different prostitute. God just held things back. Are you here? Yeah. Am I talking to you or to somebody else? Yeah. Just holding it back, holding it back, holding it back. So it's as if you're not doing anything. That's why the weed you can be smoking it. Uh, won't touch it yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the room has become very <laughs> something. <laughs> It's like, oh, but mommy, don't you know they are talking to Barabbas? And so we Barabbas, we don't, they don't, don't, don't tell me what, don't, don't, don't tell me that. When we don't feel sleepy, you know, I can really, I can really sit up and I'm really, I'm really high and I'm really, yeah! Until he steps out of the way. Until he steps out of the way. Samson was doing things wrong could do whatever he wanted and he did a lot of things until tell your neighbor until until he who holds the thing back steps out of the way suddenly the man was finished yeah and so that is why no matter how long it takes you to fight it down you must fight it down that's all that tonight is about Never accept it. Never. Oh, you see, this masturbation thing, you know, is part of me. It is not part of you. It is not part of you. Hmm. Hmm. Father, can I finish preaching my preaching tonight at all? <laughs> Amen. You, you see... <laughs> okay, please let me give you one scripture before we before we Yeah, you know it's the scripture that I hide behind that that's what helps us. Hebrews 11. I want us to do verse 24 before we come to verse 25. I saw at a point you put up 25, but let's do by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. This 
Can you put the two scriptures together for me in the one window, please? Here was Moses. It was no fault of him, of his, that he landed in Pharaoh's house. That's where he grew up. That's where he was eating. That's where he learned everything that he, he knew. Are you here? That's how God even kept him alive. But a time came when he could see that the way this place is, it does not go with my faith. It doesn't go with my faith. You were a fornicator as an unbeliever. You were a masturbator as an unbeliever. You were stealing because that's what the guys in your area did. You were rapping guys and generally luring men because that's what your friends were doing. Are you here? But a time came when he began to see that no, it's not like that. It's not like that. And tonight, what I'm trying to do is to bring you to that point where you will say, no, no, no. A woman say, some power has gripped me and I'm masturbating and I'm fornicating and I'm doing this, but I will not accept it. And the Bible says in verse 25 that he chose rather to suffer affliction. Tonight, the first thing that I want to say to you is that you need to make a choice. It's time to what? Choose. 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 I am finding that quite a number of I'm seeing it more in the young men than the young ladies. So it doesn't mean it doesn't exist in the ladies. It probably does as well. But maybe those who talk about it are the men. So here you are, and you find that you have homosexual tendencies. The difference between my generation and yours is that we fought because we didn't know. We never said it is normal. We never said it's acceptable. We never said it was a human right. Right from the word go. Hello? Hey, am I talking to some people? Yeah. <laughs> when you ask many girls, many of us have gone through a time when we thought we preferred to be a boy. Yeah. And it just dropped off just like how will you dress like a boy? You don't wear earrings. You wear shorts, baggy shorts. You're always in sneakers. You just look like a boy. But because nobody said to you that you are a boy, it just dropped off and you continued. And the way you identify as a boy, stupidity gone to town to happen. <laughs> when you stand in front of the mirror, what do you see there? I find it so irritating. I'm sorry. It's just annoying. But you see, then somebody comes around and says that, oh, it's normal. So the problem now is that for your generation, how to choose that I will suffer the affliction of that contradiction till I come out of it. It now becomes a problem. And you go and lie under it. And say, eh, but I feel that this. I feel that that. I feel that. Stop it. Tell your neighbor, just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Moses woke up one morning and he said, look, this place that I am, because in those days, eh, when you talk about living a life of debauchery, it was very wild. It was very, very wild. Tell anybody, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. 
homosexuality from Sodom and Gomorrah's times was there. Yeah. But he made a choice. So the first thing out of your affliction, out of your situation, is to make a choice. The choice is, am I going to lie under this thing? Or I am going to pick up my faith and battle my way through? Yeah. It's a choice. It is a choice. And Moses made that choice. You see. But the Bible said he did it by faith. And that's why I'm saying to you tonight that faith is, one, is a weapon that you need that will help you to conquer sin in your life. Hmm. 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 It's a choice. Makama toki basaya bababa. Moshikebe. Amen. Because when you have followed the sin for a while, after a while, it's no longer your choice. You say you must the pawn again. Say you will not bet again. You don't know the you don't know when you took your phone and before you knew it, that small money that you had, Charlie. Hey. What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? Somebody will send you what? The betting odds. And so when you receive it, then you say, oh, just this last one. Just this last one. Just this last one. Hey. I'm looking at you people, oh. Hmm. Mommy, you don't know. Hmm. You don't know what it is like. It's not true. It's not true. I was 10 years old when somebody introduced me to pornography in boarding school. Maybe it's part of the reason why I hate boarding school. Oh, I don't like it at all. And every homosexual that I've met began in boarding school, SHS. I've not, I've not met anybody who said I started on campus. All began from SHS. Are you there? Yeah. And it gets to a place where it rules your life. You see, you people, what's the memorable? Because in my time, one of the things was that to, you have to go and find it. It was not everywhere. But now, <laughs> now it's everywhere. <laughs> and people come and tell me that, oh, it pop up on my phone. Because you went there. When you go there, they stick to you. <clears throat> you don't know the enemy you are dealing with. <laughs> you went once. That once that you went, it will pop up. Bigmama.com. This, that, popping up there. The only thing you can do is to get rid of that particular phone and get another. You will probably change your number or whatever. I don't know. Am I talking to some people in the house? So I'm talking to you. I'm telling you something that I have passed through also. I do not know why God makes me to do all my stories in this service. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Are you here? But I had to come to the point where I said that. This thing does not go together with the life of a believer. Yeah. And the first thing that the Holy Spirit made me do was to go to my bookshop. I used to have all kinds of books and get rid of the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Some of you, the films that you have. Mm. If you know that you're a pornographist, honestly, I don't think you should have a Netflix subscription. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because you will, you will go back there. 
Because even after getting rid of everything on the, that I had, it didn't mean that I was, I was okay. It took me another maybe six years to get out. Yeah. You are saying, ish, ish. have you not been under it for the past how many years? Don't bring yourself. Don't bring yourself at all. Push your neighbor and say, don't bring yourself at all. But I remember saying to myself that this fight, I will fight it. I will fight it. If I go and look at I will still ask God to forgive me. I will still. And I began to purge my life. I remember that there were shops I didn't even enter. And I didn't enter the shop, those type of shops because as you enter, you, these were some shops outside abroad. When you open the gate, as soon as you enter, right in front of you is the till and right in front of you are the porn magazines. I just deleted those kind of shops also from my life. You are watching me. Oh, yes. And that is why to get out is a choice. You need to make the choice. And you need to make the maneuvers. But where your faith comes in, the faith comes in that ask for free, I will be free. It may take me 10 days. It may take one year. It may take four years. But free, I will be free. I said free, I'll be free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because hmm, when you are in sin, the devil comes. I can tell you some of the things he says. It's only you. Tell us that it's only you. There's nobody. See, that's why as I'm standing here, I'm already demystifying the whole thing. It's only you. Nobody else is a prayer warrior who engages in pornography. Are you there? That's number one. Then the second lie he tells you that you will never be free. Oh, this thing, you might as well accept it because, Charlie, it's part of you. It's part of you saying. Betting is part of you. How possible? I mean, how? The third thing he tells you, you know, is now in these modern days. In the modern these days, there's some things are accepted. I mean, it's, tell your neighbor, it was not accepted. It is not accepted. It shall never be accepted. Sin is sin. Whatever name you call it, it is sin. No matter what. Hey. Then he'll come and tell you, you see, they are judging you. You see, they are judging. That's another one. Nobody should judge me. They don't understand me. As I'm standing here this morning, I understand you, pa, this evening. I understand you, pa. Oh, you cannot see that. I understand you, pa. Yeah. So he's lying. And it is those lies that he uses to keep you in that box. It's the same lie that he told Samson. The same lie. What did I lie that tell him? Ah, I love you, pa. You are the only apple in my garden. Oh. Hmm. Are you here? Please tell your neighbor, you can stop gossiping. You actually can. You can stop gossiping. It's possible to stop gossiping. It's possible. Hey, there are some people, okromats, goodness. When you appear, we have to change the course. That's all topic. But it can stop secret drinking 
Nobody knows it, but you have something, 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 and it's somewhere, something. Yeah. You pour wine to Vim too, so we don't know that it's wine. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want to say to you that as a man and woman of faith, which is what we are becoming in this service, we're going to fight. I said we're going to fight. And we know the outcome. You may be down, but you're not out. I said you may be down, but you're not out. Decide that I'm going to fight this thing. You know, one day I suddenly discovered that I was free. I was free. I didn't want to see anything pornographic. I didn't desire to see anything pornographic. In fact, if you want to make me very angry, bring something pornographic today. Oh, I'll be so bored with you. I don't miss it. I don't need it. I don't go near it. I don't go near any appearance of it. And I really don't miss it at all. Hey, church, the church is quiet. Yeah. And so I just want to say to you that your faith will work. Hallelujah. I said your faith will what? It will work. I want to just end by let us, letting us look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the man of faith. He came to teach us faith. And let us end with him. Um, take us to 1 Corinthians 10.13, I believe it is. Let me see if it's good. I need to give you a couple of scriptures that will help you to get out. And this, is, this was one of my favorites as I battled my way out. It says, There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So the thing that you are engaged in, that he has told you that you are the only person who is a slave to that thing. It is common to man. I, can you see it? Yeah. Then he says, but God is faithful. Who will not suffer you? That means he will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able. Because sometimes when you are going through, you feel that I cannot. It is too much for me. It's too much. I can't come out. But the Bible says that that temptation that you are going through, God knows that you can eat. Tell your neighbor that, look, I can eat. I can eat. It may look as if it's beating me now, but I can eat. Yeah. He says he will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. That you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And sometimes you must ask him, Lord, where is the way to escape? Where is the way to escape? Yeah. Where is the way to escape? Whatever the temptation is, there is a way to escape. One young man sent me a text, said, Mommy, I just wanted you to know that you will not be able to reach me on WhatsApp again. I'm going to get a yam phone and I'll stay with it. Why? Because he was addicted to pornography. 
And his decision was to kill the, the tool through which he got it. Hey, for him, that was his way to escape. Hey, please, what is your way to escape? That guy, you say you cannot say no. Change your number. Change where you stay. Oh, yeah. I, 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 you're not serious yet. Just tell me, I'm not serious yet. When you choose to be serious, get out of all your, close down your Facebook, shut down your Instagram, kill your Snapchat, get out. Yeah. You don't mean business, maybe. But he said he will give you a way to escape. He always reminds it. Your friends with whom you are doing the smoking must live your life. It's a way to escape. To get some other friends. It's a way to escape. I'm just giving you examples. Hallelujah. My favorite way to escape. Take us to Luke chapter 4. Jesus went through temptation. The Bible says it is a temptation, so it was a temptation. Are you here? He went to the wilderness, verse 2. Being what? 40 days tempted by who? So, so you see, when they, when they tell you that it's only you, can you say it's not only you? Even Jesus, son of God, he was tempted. But what did he do with his temptations? The last part, we are not allowed to see what took place all the way up to day 39. But on the last day, we are seen. Well, I don't know whether this is the last day or whatever. But we see one of the ways. The devil came and said, if you are the son of God, command the stone to be made bread. Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. For every temptation that the devil brought, he had a scripture. He had a what? He had a scripture. You don't even own a Bible. Oh, my Bible is on your my phone. The same phone that you have been watching the pornography on. Ah, the same phone upon which you have been watching those uh, something, 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 something. Say, hey, your Netflix, no, your Netflix subscription is there. Is that the one that you are talking about? Jesus had a scripture for every situation. Even when the devil quoted scripture, let's keep going. <laughs> ah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. He brought him and said, No, please take us back to this line. If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence, for it is written. So now the devil is now quoting scripture. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Mm. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Even there, Jesus told him, he had another man, but thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. He had a scripture. He had a scripture. If you remember, one of the common things that has gone through much of our sessions on faith is the word of God. It is the word that brings us, what's the word? A lot of deliverance. Yeah. The word of Jesus fought with the word. Jesus fought with the word. To close, I'm showing you another. <laughs> you see, you need to keep on developing your faith. It cannot be that the only messages that you hear are what you hear when you come here on Saturday night. It's too little to get you out. 
The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. Surround yourself with the word of God. That's why the podcasts are there. We don't charge you anything for a few, what, the uh, dates for a little, uh, uh, a, mega, yeah, a megabyte or two, you can, or kilobyte or two or whatever. You can get a whole message to listen to. It's cheaper than the porn you have been watching. Hmm? Yeah. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As we close, I'm sharing with you from 2 Timothy 1 7. This was my verse of deliverance. I wrote it everywhere I could see it. Yeah. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Are you here? Some of you, you are in the habit because you are afraid of the friends you lose. Yeah. Then it goes on to say, but of power. So I began to see that I have the power to stop what I, what I want to stop. Yeah. And of love. This one is for those with a corrupted mind. When you see people, your thoughts are corrupted. There are people like that in the church. I know somebody, everybody who's done the person good, the person has spoken evil of it. Yeah. But my favorite part is that little part there. And of a sound mind. You're on pornography, your mind ain't sound. Fornication, your mind ain't sound. Betting, your mind ain't sound. Homosexuality, your mind is not sound. But this is the scripture. God has not given us fear. He has given us power. He has given us love. He's given us a sound mind. Quote the scripture. Oh yeah. Quote the scripture. Write it down. Learn it. Deliver yourself by it. And you discover that it is true. And by faith. One day you look around. Hey. I'm not talking about masturbation anymore. Two years have passed. So I've never, and I'm not even moved by it. And yeah, no desire. And it is over. Hallelujah. Faith will make you conquer sin in your life. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Tonight I want you to pray. And your prayer is, Lord, I want to be ready for this war. It's going to be a war. Can't you see that it's a war? You got to make a choice. Yeah. I want you to pray and say, Lord, if you are not willing to fight it, say, Lord, make me willing. You are so into the pleasure of the sin. But you can see, Samson Medelilao, it cost him his eyesight. It cost him his life. It cost him. If you continue to pamper the sin, it will cost you. But tonight you want to say, Lord, I'm making a choice. I'm making a choice. Help me to fight until I'm out. Oh, yes. Tonight, I want you to make a decision. And your decision is that no matter how many times you fall, you're going to get up and continue fighting. You're going to get up and continue fighting. You're going to get up and continue fighting. You will not allow yourself to believe the lies of the devil. Come on, open your mouth. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Talk to him. Oh, talk to him tonight. Mandola ba 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 ba
Lord help me to fight Malimasha Mandola Bahasandolebe and now begin to thank the Lord that he has not given us a spirit of fear but he's given us the power to break through the power to break out he has given us enough love for him and he has given us a sound mind just begin to thank him and confess the scripture by yourself oh thank you thank you for your spirit of God we have no fear. We can break out of sin. Thank you for the power that you've given to us. Thank you for the love that you've placed in us. Thank you. Begin to confess that I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. Thank you that I have a sound mind. No matter how it's looking on the outside right now, Lord, I thank you. I have a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, for a sound mind. I thank you. Give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed tonight and every eye is closed, before you can begin to exercise this faith and to walk by faith, you need to first exercise this faith to become a child of God. You need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you need him to write down your name in the book of life. You need to be his child. You are his creation if you have not given your life to him. But you need to be his child. And so as every head is bowed, every eye is closed, you are here tonight and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to lift up your right hand. And we're going to pray a short prayer. Just lift it, lift it, lift it, lift it. God bless you. God bless you. Now, I see your hands. I want you to come to me. Just come out of where you are. Come to me. Just come. Yeah, God bless you. Come. Come to me. Come. Yeah, darling, come. Just come. Come. Come and stand here with me. God bless you. God bless you. Come Your heart is beating within you. And you are saying, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell. Just come. We're going to sort it out tonight. Just come. It's a simple prayer that will deliver you. Just come. Just come. standing in front of you. I want you to pray this prayer after me, but make it your prayer. Those of you in the congregation, join us. Just support us and help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sin. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from tonight, from tonight, you are mine and I am yours. Thank you for saving me. Now take up your left hand and just point one finger like this. Just take your finger and say, Satan! Satan! I will not follow you again. From today, me and you is finished. Thank you, Jesus, for delivering me. Father, I thank you for these young ones who come to you. I pray that you will bless them for receiving you. Let them see a change in, your life, in their lives. May they triumph over sin. May they triumph over any troubles. Let the quality of their life be better. 
because they met you in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.